Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Welcome to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in the big town of Eastland, Texas. Yes, we may be in the middle of nowhere. Yes, you may not know where we are, but yes, we're going to give you information like none other on all things life planning. Our job is to help people live life on purpose. And what does that mean? Well, we focus on eight life planning issues, family support, charitable gifting, business succession planning, legacy planning, insurance issues, investment issues, liability issues, and tax issues. And we do it all right here on Life Planning 101 each week. And we have our sister show at the end of the week uh, from Black and White Market Chatter from our very own CFA to focus in on those investments. So we try to make this part of the show more on the planning orientation. And today is nothing short of that. And I have a question to start the show. Do you know what is worse than your child? Are your grandchild being a lifetime student? If you're chuckling, that's not necessarily a good thing right here, right? Uh, should be crickets. But the reality is maybe having 529 plans or a lot of them and not knowing what to do with them because your kids or your grandkids didn't use them. Well, the good news is you have more options now. So Thanks to legislation that was enacted over the past five years through several pieces of legislation, I actually started with the Tax Jobs and Reconciliation Act back in 2016 and went into effect in 2017, and then uh, on to the Secure Act, Secure Act 2.0, and there might have been one or two others in there where things were thrown in. But nonetheless, those are the details. The beauty of a 529 plan is growing. It's actually getting prettier. Because used to, people would come to us and say, I want to start putting back money for my kids' college. But my concern is, what if they don't go to college? You know, especially where we live. Middle of nowhere, Texas, my gosh, we got vocational uh, training out the wazoo with the oil field right next to us. And those are great jobs. Those are great things that, you know, people are very, very proud of their uh, children to undertake, whether it be um, welders or electricians. Um, these are great paying jobs operating a crane. And what did I see on that? Like you, you make a quarter of a million dollars a year operating a crane, maybe even more. Maybe I'm way low. Uh, anywho, doesn't matter. You know, these 529 plans, there's always been this um, stigma around them and, and always looking for other options to be able to do with them. Over the past five years, uh, things have changed a lot. And that's really good because um, a 529 plan has some inherent beauty. The inherent beauty is that if you put money into it, it can grow on a tax deferred basis. That means like any growth that occurs in there, any dividends, or if you uh, rebalance, um, you know, sell something, buy something and there's gains, you aren't going to pay the tax right then. And then it could come out as potentially tax-free withdrawals for college. And oh, by the way, if you live in a state that you participate in that state's uh, 529 plan, you could potentially get a tax deduction for some of the monies that you put into the plan. Huh, so it'd be pretty good. But what if my kids don't go to college? Well, that would have been a problem prior to 2017 because 
If your kids didn't go to college and you weren't wanting to transfer that to someone else to use, then, well, you're staring down the gun of a 10% penalty plus federal income taxes. Ouch. Yes. So that's not the case anymore. You have options. And you have one option, well, actually two, that doesn't even involve paying for school or education. And there's also some like hidden gems that I want to share with you that a lot of people don't realize about 529s, but I consider extremely important. And then last but not least, you know, moving the the benefits of a 529 around to other family members actually can be beneficial. And I think once we get these through these first two lists, you're going to see why. And so then I want to review this laundry list. And I mean, I'm talking extensive laundry list of people that you can actually move that, that benefit of that 529 plan to. So this is big. It's a great show. I know this has been something on a lot of people's minds because we're getting a lot of questions about it. And so I want to make sure that we do a thorough job and you're not going to want to miss this segment of Life Planning 101 when we come back. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. Do you know how to define the stock market? You know, they call it bulls and bears, right? A bull market might be a random market movement causing an investor to mistake himself for a financial genius. <laughs> and a bear market, yeah, it's a six to 18 month period when the kids get no allowance and the wife gets no jewelry. Ha ha ha. I thought we needed a little humor because here we are talking about your kids going to school. And for some of you, we're talking about your kids not going to school and what to do with their 529 plans that they didn't use. And now if you take them out, you have this 10% penalty plus the income taxes on it, right? Um, well, here, we're going to go through some options because these have, these have been extended since 2017 and there's quite a bit that you can do. Maybe for that same beneficiary, maybe for a different beneficiary. So as I mentioned before the break, we're going to go through those options. I'm going to go through some little gems that you may not know about. And then also who you could move things around to, to take advantage of these first things that we're talking about. So let's talk about those expansions. Well, number one, 529s can now be used for kindergarten through 12th grade expenses up to the amount of $10,000 whether it's public, private, or religious tuition. Yes. Now, it's a limitation, but it is something to take note of because you could get a tax deduction for making a contribution to that 529 plan at the state level if you contribute to your state's 529 plan, and that would effectively make that tuition deductible up to that 10 grand. Not so bad, right? Um, might come in handy if you've got a 529 plan in existence that isn't going to be used for one of your kids or grandkids. Maybe there's um, a grandkid that has some kind of special needs or something else that, that could benefit from this too. So be thinking in that realm as we talk through these is that these could be transferred around. Number two, 529s can be used to pay off 10, 000, up to $10,000 of student loan debt per individual. Not such a bad idea either, because a lot of times 
Um, you don't even know, maybe your grandchildren have their 529s, but maybe they took out some student loan debt and they didn't realize that they could use that benefit. That's pretty big. And also, again, if you didn't have someone use their 529, maybe you can shove it over here and help another grandkid pay off their debt. 529s can be used to pay for vocational and trade school expenses. Yay! Go welders whose average age is like 65 years old. We need them. What about electricians, plumbers, all of them? Go, 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 go. I'm so excited to hear that. Um, you know, we, we live in a town that's really focused on that. We were small, uh, right on the edge of, uh, yes, we are central Texas, but right on the edge of West Texas. And, you know, we see all these people going to the oil field and our school has had a huge focus on this. We actually have like a mini trade school inside of our high school, um, to get preparedness and it's really big. Well, this is awesome for people that, um, this expands the 529 that it just doesn't have to be, you know, your traditional secondary schooling, uh, for undergrad graduate doctoral stuff. It's really big. Um, also 529s could be used for some international schools. You look it up, but it might be a possibility. Um, this is another really cool thing. So we're talking about vocational trade schools. 529s can now pay for apprenticeships programs, okay, as well as any books, supplies, or equipment needed. Now, there is a, a limit on these. You have to go and see if that apprenticeship program is registered and certified with the U.S. Secretary of Labor. If they're not, you might want to ask them to be because that could be huge for some people. I know, you know, apprenticeships, especially when you're talking about these vocational um, needs or these trade needs, those are really big. I mean, you think about in, in back in the day, you know, you had the cobbler uh, that passed down his business for seven generations <laughs> because it was an apprenticeship that his children were under his wing, right? So these are much needed. And I think this is amazing that um, this has been expanded in this capacity, not just because of what we do with the 529, but just I'm just thinking about our nation as a whole and um, the beauty of that. Uh, number six, 529s can fund ABLE accounts for a beneficiary or a family member with disabilities. Okay, so ABLE accounts are, you know, people that are needing to qualify for some type of Medicaid to help with um, their health needs or otherwise. And so these uh, funds don't count against them. And that's really big. Now, on ABLE accounts, you can, this year, you can contribute up to $17,000 a year into an ABLE account. So that means you could actually take $17,000 out of a 529 plan and put it over into that ABLE account. Pretty big. There's also limitations on that ABLE account, maximum contribution amounts to in totality and a maximum amount that can be in there. So you need to be careful to watch that. But that is really important, especially when you're considering that you could transfer around this 529. Uh, 529s will will be able to be used for Roth IRA rollovers, like a Roth conversion in 2024 and beyond. Yay! It's so exciting. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm a big proponent of a Roth. I mean, who doesn't like the fact of tax deferred growth and potentially tax-free withdrawals when you get to retirement? And I don't know many parents or grandparents that don't want to instill teaching their children about the time value of money and saving early and what a better instrument to be able to help accomplish all of that, right? Well, 2024, you're going to be able to start doing that. Now, there's some big caps on this, and it's important to know this. Number one cap is that you can only do up to $35,000. 
So that means you could take up to $35,000 of a 529 plan and transfer it to a Roth for that individual. Now, what's not clear yet is on all the transfer rules. Can you do a little bit here and then transfer the 529 to someone else and transfer the 529 to someone else? They have not cleared that up. I suspect that we're going to get um, some clarity around that legislation or legislation before this goes into effect. Now, with that being said, there is a rollover limit of $6,500 per year. So that means you could take 6,500 of that 35,000 and transfer it to a Roth. There's another caveat. The 529 must have been in existence for at least 15 years. Okay, so it's a long time, but maybe not so much. I mean, if you got a 21, 22-year-old never used their 529 plan, it's not totally impossible for that thing to be 15 years old. It just sounds like a long time especially when I sit here and think about, I've been married for 15 years this year. If Brett listens to the show, if I say it sounds like a long time, you know, (laughs) just kidding. Um, Anyway, I do love my husband. I actually love him more than the day that I married him, but uh, 529. And then the, the last caveat in here is any contributions that you made in the last five years are ineligible, not eligible to be rolled over to that Roth IRA. So some caveats, but really, 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 really good news. I mean, 35 grand is 35 grand, right? Yeah. So definitely worth looking at, planning for, being ready for. You know, I'm a big proponent of um, making conversions early in the year because of that time value of money. And I'm also a big proponent of being trigger happy. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that if the, you know, we do have one of those bear markets we talked about earlier, um, you know, and the market is going down, then what that means is that allows you to actually transfer more because it could recover inside of that Roth IRA. So some things to think about there, be prepared for as we enter 2024. So 529s, you can see there's been a lot more options added to the table, right? There's also some additional gems, some things that you may not know about a 529 that we're going to touch on when we come back that you can use that money for. And then last but not least, definitely not least, is who the heck can you transfer this to that could actually benefit from this if you have a current one that you can't use for any of these reasons right now. So you don't want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101 when we come back. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services right here in the big town of Eastland, Texas. Yes, you may not know where we are, but you will know who we are as we start to uh, show you what we're all about, all about informing you, educating you on all things life planning to help you live life on purpose. That means family support issues, charitable gifting issues, business succession planning issues, legacy planning issues, investments, debt liabilities, Either way you want to put it could be twofold. Somebody trying to sue you, right? And uh, last but not least is taxes. But we're not even really touching. Well, I guess we kind of are touching on taxes, but we're talking more about that family support and investments. 529 plans today. If you've missed the first part of the show, I'm going to tell you you've been missing out because there's been some major expansions to what you can use this money for. 
If you have one in existence that you need to repurpose, you need to go back and listen to the show. If you're considering a 529 plan and not sure because of uh, archaic limitations that were put in place that basically it's qualified higher education, essential expenses, period. Uh, you need to go back and listen to the show because this might uh, broaden your scope. Not saying that it's a one size all fits vehicle. You know, no, 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 no. This isn't for everybody. There's nothing that's ever for everybody. You know, it's all individualized. And we always recommend that you work independently um, with your life planner to see if that situation is for you. But let's talk about some of these additional gems that I promised that are in a 529 plan that a lot of people don't know. So for example, did you know that 529s could pay for off-campus housing up to the cost of room and board of on-campus housing? And likewise, they could pay for food up to the cost of a meal plan and room and board of an on-campus living situation. Hmm. A lot of people don't realize that. They think, oh, my kid's moving off campus. There's nothing I can do about it. Here's another one. 529s can pay for supplies outside of traditional textbooks. So the school should have like a limit for books and supplies for, and I'm talking like pens, paper, calculators, those types of things, right? Also computers. So this is becoming more and more uh, frequent that a computer is being mandated by the school. You need to check. If it's mandated by the school, then you can use the 529 plan for it. If it's not mandated, then you can't use the 529 plan for it. And likewise, software. So let's say you're going to um, school to be some uh, software engineer and you got to have a software to be able to learn about that. If that's mandated, you know, it works the same way. Uh, 529s can also pay for equipment or services that are required for a special needs student to attend. Uh, sometimes that's even transportation, not usually, but sometimes it's transportation for them to be able to get, but definitely equipment and things to that nature. And here's the big shocker. I don't think people realize 529s can pay for internet service. Ah, yes. So there's some additional gems. If you, again, if you missed uh, the knowledge that they can be used for the K through 12 expenses, student loans, vocational trade schools, international apprenticeship programs, ABLE accounts, and Roth IRA rollovers, go back and listen to all that because that is extremely important. Because here we're going to get into last, but definitely not least, probably the most more important piece of this information is who can you move the 529 benefits to if they're not used by the original beneficiary? Well, the good news is that the IRS has a very expansive list and I narrowed it down to 16, kind of 16 to 19, I guess you could say, but you could actually make it like much larger. So it can be your spouse, a child, adopted child, stepchild, foster child, child, adopted child, stepchild, foster child. It could be a descendant of any two through five. So in other words, a descendant of a child, adopted child, stepchild, or foster child. That's pretty broad itself, right? A sibling, a step-sibling, a parent, an ancestor of a parent, a step-parent, a niece or nephew, an uncle or aunt, an in-law, a son or daughter-in-law, a father or mother-in-law, a brother or sister-in-law, the spouse of an in-law or a first cousin. Whew. Okay. I'm going to make this easy for you. So 
If you're just listening to us on the podcast, go to our website, www.kennedy-financial.com. In our weekly life lessons, we are actually putting out an article that tells you all of this information that I've given you today. You don't have to go back and re-listen and re-listen and re-listen and make notes. Go into there and look. You'll, it'll be on our blog. You see all that. And uh, it's in our, if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, why aren't you subscribed to our newsletter? It's really great information. So make sure you sign up for that. And you're getting that each and every week. It's got the podcast obviously in there, but it's also got um, other important things that uh, we see are going on um, with all things life planning and the art, a corresponding article, which often corresponds to the life planning 101 show. So it's really important to see that, but it's got that list still. I'll tell you. So 529s, there's a lot more options on the table. I mean, if you would have came to me a couple years ago, we were talking about 529. I don't know. We'll talk and we figure out probably some different ways to go about things. Maybe not the case today, but it doesn't mean that they're a one size fits all vehicle. And they are certainly, certainly complex. If you haven't figured that out after today, I don't know. Maybe you've had too much coffee. Um, But It may be wise, it is wise to seek professional help when you're looking at this. Number one, take a look and see if it fits your situation where maybe it didn't before. And the second thing is obviously if you have ones that, you know, need to be repurposed or need to be thought out carefully how to use them before they have to be repurposed, I suggest talking about that now. Uh, Because as you know, there are some limitations to what you can do per year and at a time and having all that in place is really good. Or, you know, you just can pay the penalty and the tax, right? (laughs) Uh, With that being said, my name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Service. It is a blessing to serve and to be able to do this show each and every week. We pray that it is impactful and that it helps you live life on purpose rather than the alternative, which is by default. God bless you. Have a great week and make sure you join us every Friday for the black and white market chatter, that short segment on the markets and join us right here on Life Planning 101 next week, where it's always fascinating and you're not going to want to miss it. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.